International. All right, <laughs> All right, All right everybody. Right. Welcome to the Flea Furnace. It is uh, our wrap-up episode for... What's it called? Planet of the Apes! Forgot movie. Ape Town. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my brain went eight different directions before coming in on that, and unfortunately needed to pause. Okay, so uh, this is our uh, our final episode leading up to this. Is the penultimate. This exactly. is actually the penultimate. Right. This is the recap before after the penultimate. This is the post penultimate. Post penultimate. <laughs> The, uh, the ultimate. Yes, it's the four play leading right up to the uh, to the <laughs> to war the five play the, to the five play war of the planet of the apes coming Ooh. out and is it one week two weeks? Gosh, it's three hours next week. Next week. Wow. So we'll be following this episode up with the episode actually talking about war of the planet of the apes. Nice. And here we're just gonna I don't know reminisce on a few topics. Maybe we we'll get some yeah. chronology going on. Maybe talk some trivia. What we'll talk some? What's your favorite thing or this or that or the other? there and so we'll uh we'll do we'll some dream sequence sounds and yeah you know. do, 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 exactly yeah. uh sure. i i wanted to start off i had a thought driving up here uh today about and we've we've sort of touched on it uh, a few times throughout this series uh ethan you started off by saying that you felt that planet of the apes was the sci-fi franchise it is it's better than star stars wars. stars shrek, any star, star trek anything star, star trek wars star shrek <laughs> any of those <laughs> and uh i was kind of uh, r- uh ruminating on that oh and, yeah uh, drop a 50 cent word as as opposed to saying thinking on it hey um that uh rumination in my mind there were three very fascinating concepts like all great sci-fi mm-hmm. uses the premise of the sci-fi science fiction element yeah. to then circle back and tell something, say something interesting or unique about humanity, what it means to be a human or some kind of, sometimes in a big sense, sometimes mm-hmm. in a very specific sense. Yeah. And, uh, I, and all the great sci-fi that I like kind of, kind of, uh, what's your favorite that. sci-fi? Uh, well, I think broadly speaking, my favorite sci-fi movie is going to be 2001. Yeah. But your favorite franchise. Ooh, uh, sci-fi. Franchise, sci-fi franchise. Um, man, you know, to me, that's a tough Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> to me, so hi, I'm Donna. Hi, I'm Donna. also on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Donna and Ethan, yeah, of course. Uh, I, I have a hard time answering that, and the reason why is because um, I think great sci-fi is very compact. And it gets that gets to that point, that humanity, that point that it wants to make about humanity, mm-hmm. you know, right then and there. Its agenda. Well, yeah, exactly. Without you know, without leaving room so much for let's, for, you know, let, we need more of this story. Yeah. So even uh, as great as Star Wars is, I think the four, I think episode, the first movie, yeah, is a nice, you know, diamond compact kind of thing that doesn't need any more uh, universe telling to tell what it is. Sure. And all of the other movies, I think after it with the exception of maybe five kind of are heavily flawed because they didn't really capture auxiliary that. shit yeah, yeah yeah it's all tangential stuff that is uh, kind of unnecessary it doesn't elevate um, the lore or doesn't say anything more about what it means to be a human yeah. you know um, so even even as that uh, I'm, uh, I'm I have a, I'm at a loss for words so with that being said <laughs> As a as a franchise, yeah, hey. I might have to put some brain cells on it, but I think maybe Planet of the Apes will nice. take that slot. He's converted because each because so many movies in the franchise have found something unique. Yeah. to tell about uh, the experience, the human experience. Mm-hmm. And they don't really expand the, the, the like, oh, they have a new gun now. It's not a lot like that. It's a lot more thematic and actual writing. Yeah, Correct. And if you want to highlight some of the, the trappings that other franchises fall into, for example, uh, Terminator 1 and uh, the, the Terminator franchise is, is good, but the movie, the first movie is about 
you know, uh, her character sort of accepting fate at the same time and and embracing it and, and growing yeah. that that's not, she doesn't believe she could be that person yeah. and then accepting who she is and, and, and coming to be in, into that role. The second one did have a unique, added another unique spin because it's a little bit less about, okay, let's rehash the first. Now it's more like a father-son kind of dynamic between the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger that comes back and um, the new John Connor. Mm-hmm. The third one has no thematic relevance. The fourth yeah. one, no thematic relevance. And they I have cool shit. And the fifth one, I never even bothered watching. Hey. You know, so there's a franchise that's, that got it right maybe twice and then hey. kind of tripped over itself over, uh-huh. you know, effects and, and, and whatnot over the next uh, subsequent films. But this one. Three things. Planet of the Apes. I really like there's three things that are really captured. One is in the original movie where you have this real interesting concept between um, – uh, animal and human mm-hmm. and by the animals talking and therefore expressing thought all of a sudden challenges whether or not they're animal or all yeah, whether, yeah. They, they, whether they have human in this case human traits meaning ape-like traits sure, that they yeah. have in the original uh, a couple of movies later uh, Donna's favorite your favorite too maybe the fourth one the first one's my favorite Perfect. Perfect. hands Perfect. down <laughs> are you kidding me it's untouchable untouchable uh, is they introduce that they use the same concept with the relationships of the apes and the humans but now they're paralleling stories that yeah. sort of the difference between urban uh, and suburban dynamics yeah, uh, yeah urban yeah. dynamics um, in, a, in a kind of a 70s uh, amalgamation kind of thing mm. and I quote I, I the more I've been thinking about it, the more I feel it's relevant is that in the in the uh, rise of the planet excuse me war of the uh, dawn dawn <laughs> yeah it's right it's just so the names are hard right that's now. the only thing yeah. uh, dawn I think uses this which is the James Franco vehicle, just so yes. anyone listening <laughs> yes. that also yeah. is confused by the names. Right. The the latest one to come out outside of the one that's about to come out next week. Um, no. no, you just mixed them up. The latest one Dawn is... Dawn is James Franco. Rise is Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman and they're on the bridge. Okay, you're right. I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Rise. Uh, so when they're on the bridge... No, the one after Gary thank Oldman. You. Jesus, yeah. the Gary Oldman one. Uh, that one I think uh, has a um, a a uh, a, um, a, a sort of a, a conqueror native dynamic. Sure, like they yeah, conquering yeah. like a like an Aboriginal kind of people that the apes sort of can represent in that dynamic. Yeah. So it's the same thing: the humans and the apes interacting at various stages of the revolution. Sometimes at the same, sometimes they're spread apart. Yeah, and uh, but each time they the the films have sort of found other things to express in like human civilization interaction and whatnot. Yeah, uh, that it's fascinating to think about. I don't know how I, the movies are are good enough. In, in in each case, the the first, the fourth, and and uh, sixth, seventh, whatever, to kind of get these points across, and I, I, I it's really captured my. I'm looking forward to what what's the, coming what's going to be the theme, and and what other what what's a, what what other kind of deep topic, relational kind of thing within humans that you could possibly squeeze yeah. and milk for, if they decide to go into the uh, the future with yeah. the with a tailor like um, facsimile. What's up? I don't want to completely open up wounds from from the previous episode, <laughs> but you said exactly what I felt what I like about post-apocalyptic or like very near dystopian future shit, which is that there's 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 always a divide there's always like people that are more like native where they go back to like their roots as like mm. neanderthals or whatever mm. and then there's always people that are like latched on to like technology and like surviving and making sure that like the knowledge continues what i find most fascinating and i think this may have been why i was so obsessed with the solar panel thing yeah is I like in a group where you're smart and there's a division between that. There's people that are like, I'm like, we need to keep technology going, but they like bypass technology that's more practical and more efficient for like old technology. I see. Which is like the same kind of shit that happens in the real world of like, well, I don't know. I mean, if you get into like political shit, you know what I mean? Which we all completely disagree on, but, <laughs> uh, 
kind of but uh (laughs) you know what i'm saying like that's a really interesting thing and i think that's part of why there are aspects of rise that really rub me the wrong way but i'm Uh. very excited to see in this new one because in this new one it should be further out even if it's only by like a handful of months or weeks or whatever it's like more raw Mm. So, like, you know what you're getting. Like, you know what the people in that are going to represent. Like, they're not fighting over, like, a tech, like, a technology. Right. They're just fighting for survival, Mm -hmm. which is what that group always should have been. And where I think that that group in Rise doesn't, they're not, like, getting across the right means of like having a conflict. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Does that make more sense? I, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And, uh, I, I like the idea of putting two different cultures next to each other without each, without either of them, you know, wanting war. And yet it is inevitable. And I think Rise, I like, I like that. I mean, something about the, the weird, unfortunate inevitability of it all, and how, and if, as humans, we want to, like, this mm. is this this is the kind of thing. First off, that I want to tell about the franchise is it gets me thinking about these things yeah. that other other sci-fi stuff really doesn't. Yeah. Um, that uh, I, I I like thinking about the inevitability of that because it's so human that we we're doing everything we can in a global and in a microcosm scale to stop that phenomenon, and yet one thing you know one miscommunication one distrust yeah. you know a little back and forth a little ego a little pride <laughs> and all of a sudden you have you have con- you have t- people fighting each other and the two leaders getting together saying we don't want to do this and yet it's going to happen nonetheless. Yeah, I think this next one, I think it's going to be very militaristic. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a great, that's something that has been explored in, in some of the other movies, but I don't think it's been the central theme yet. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. this one's also interesting because like when you think about it from like a war perspective, there's not very many, there's a lot of war films that deal with like just the death and destruction of war and a lot of war films that deal with like... Um, I don't know, like the societal impact or like the whatever, like political impact, of course. Yeah. Um, but it's all mainly like internalized and about like the struggle or mm. like um, like PTSD and stuff. There's not a lot of war films that deal with like the geographical area, which I think I hope that will come into play in this movie because one, obviously the chimps or like the ape faction is familiar with that area and they can easily draw the humans into their area. I see. Yeah. And then on top of that, like I, who knows where the fuck the army people have come from. I mean like the army's people come come from fucking everywhere, you know? Yeah. Not to mention the fact that like more than half of the society in theory, has been killed off by like this influenza strain or whatever. Right. So you're talking like people that might not even that like just came there because they heard that that was like a safe area or something. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. that could like not be less familiar, familiar with that area. Like yeah, that's yeah. something that just really isn't touched on in war movies, which I feel is like, that's so important that's to understanding yeah. like how wars happen, you know, that's what I'm super curious about with this one. Like you have me thinking about like positioning and stuff like that, because right. the first one we have them like in the like humans element they're they're in a city. It's very big. The second one, it's sort of like a weird hybrid of the two. Right. And then this one I think is going to be completely like jungle, yeah. which is kind of, you have, you have the, the transitioning of the scenes probably Ooh. within these three movies to, from like city to city jungle to, to all jungle. jungle yeah 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 well even re- like even outside of that though like even if you just look at like rise and the way that the humans moved around yeah. their movement was so limited yeah. because they're so dependent on resources whereas the apes they just climb around yeah like they can move on top of buildings without any issues with no holdups they can get from a to z 
but like the humans exploited in a cinematic sense totally totally i'm just where i get scared about this next one is like i just hope that they aren't going to do like just like fucking summer blockbuster war they won't you know like i want it to be more than that's dunkirk so yeah right i so hope to the same yeah because Mm. there is so much great thematic content to milk from this franchise totally don't don't waste a a war movie by just rehashing war stuff right i don't think they will i think i think they've consistently shown that they're smarter than that and even the bad's good like yeah i mean i would say like just looking at like the imdb and like that small sliver of cast members that i saw i know and like the one article i read like the headline of like (laughs) on accident while i was trying to look that up whatever but like i know that there is going to be like a bigger like a bigger cinematic thing that Mm -hmm. happens i just hope that getting from the start to the finish is gonna be i just don't want that That, i know like let's take i want to take a little brief tangent here and and pick your brains uh favorite war movies favorite war well we just Uh, watched saving private ryan and that dude that movie's movie's good uh i used to when i was a kid i really liked band of brothers i mean it's not a movie but yeah yeah it's it's long it's a miniseries i really like that they're like kind of the same thing i suppose uh what is there anything that resonates with Wait, you in particular about? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, thought y'all were both, I thought that was a mutual answer. No, you like, oh, mutual? Yeah, yeah like we also have a shared Facebook like page. Jump, jump on the yeah, bandwagon. Yeah. Pretty wild. Ride. I have yeah. a dick right. and vagina yeah. at the same time. All right. All right. Let's, You're let's, actually just speaking to one person. Let's get, let's get a couple, <laughs> of us a couple examples, a couple titles. <laughs> so I really like uh, Platoon. I love that movie. That's great. I mean, Easy Rider 2 is like kind of in that vein. Okay, I yeah. love Saving Private Ryan was like one of my favorite movies yeah. growing up. Like that movie's yeah. so fucking good. I like and rewatching it, like yeah. you said, it was just like, was, I forgot like, how good, good this is. fucking they spent, movie is. They spent a lot of money on this. Yeah. Well, and it's I'd, just like, Vin Diesel's so good in it. He is. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Fast and the Furious, the second best franchise ever made. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, also, though, like if you're talking like weird, like like uh, you know when when I was first in lit, uh, first in you know in college, uh, yeah, right. you know I'm famous. Um, <laughs> but, like when I was first in that, and they were like they were like oh like deer hunter and taxi driver like these are war movies and you're like you're like oh okay yeah well like it deals there you know because it deals it's with the PTSD. ramifications yeah, yeah. ptsd yeah. it deals with the ramifications and like those i fucking love like like taxi driver so good taxi yeah. driver is great well i mean i have a controversial opinion i thought american sniper was a fucking phenomenal movie but i, I liked it too it's a great movie it's i understand that maybe it's not coming from the best He's a bad person, yeah. But that's fine. You can separate... At a certain point, you can separate the art from the human being that created it. And that movie is ptsd like that is ptsd and it's fucking tragic and maybe you know personally they weren't the greatest people or whatever but the movie itself was really fucking good i like zero dark 30 too zero dark 30 was phenomenal and it's one of the only war movies that has like a female fucking lead like come on you know i like uh what else there was one more that i wanted to say that i can't remember did you independence day independence (laughs) day is pretty good uh did you like jarhead any, uh, I saw it in the theater, <laughs> so it's been about fifteen yeah, years yeah. since I since it came out. So I don't remember a whole yeah. lot about it. Came what about out, Hurt Locker? Don't you like that movie a lot? I, I do like that good. Hurt Locker. Yeah. Hurt Locker captured. See, each one of these movies that y'all are talking about that I like, I'm like resonating with. Each one I can I can really kind of pinpoint something unique, and it's like a sci-fi kind of thing where yeah. that that particular war movie says something just a little interesting about it that others haven't captured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So War uh, um, Hurt Locker, for example, hits the nose a little on the head with its opening uh, quote, mm. which uh, I think is, war is a drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that particular character, who is the bomb specialist, um, he's he's addicted in some sense to that, yeah. being in that high adrenaline, high danger mode, m- typified by the end, yeah. when he finally gets back home, and they have these great little sequences of shots of him just 
hating his kind of just like just walking yeah. through life just completely emotionless like i remember the shot of him standing in uh the freezer aisle of a, yeah. of, a of a grocery store just looking at it and, and feeling and looking and seeming completely out of place like this is they, not where he belongs. they do they do like need to because like even the thing about like war movies for me is that they do this thing when you watch them where you're like you know you might not agree with it or what this or that but you're like whoa like this shit like actually happens and it like has this weird like real but also fake feel and like that's what i think like ptsd kind of nails on is that it's like did it happen or not you know and like those like weird kind of micro emotion i mean they're macro emotions but like you know they they, they're like just kind of weird and ambiguous and hard to nail down with like words i think they need to figure out a way to like kind of capture that essence with these and not make it like a summer blockbuster where it's just like oh it's more it's fun it looks sweet like you know capture something i had a i had somebody a long time ago introduce me to this concept and i've since kind of gone with it as an interpretation of uh, saving private ryan i hope that i'm this is something i think that it's pretty strong and it may have been unintentional by spielberg to do so um but uh it was it was an argument saying that uh, the movie is an allegory for um for christian mythology Mm. and uh the story uh if you want to do the parallels is that uh ryan in this case is uh or there's there's people out to if go. ryan's jesus it's wrong incorrect uh, okay yeah in this case uh the the army the, the the small squad maybe typified by tom hanks is jesus huh. and so they're going out to save this person and get him out of conflict hmm. and he gives them the tools like if you come here we can get if you finally like they they bear the burden of going and getting to him we can save you and he says no i don't want to be saved you know, I want to. I want to stay here in the conflict, and uh, despite not wanting it, they save him anyway. Mm. And now that he is saved, and he has to go and live his life, yeah. earning what was given to him that he couldn't have earned himself, and that wasn't. It's not something he asked for. It was yeah. something that was given to him. Yeah, classic Christian guilt. Yeah, guilt. Yeah. yeah. Also, well, I mean, uh, well, the de- his a, death guilt is scene, a portion of it. His death scene is like fucking so christ-like that's a christ figure if ever like spoiler alert for fucking saving private ryan you asshole that hasn't seen it but tom hanks death scene is that is the like antithesis of fucking christ figure antithesis or exactly example yeah yeah yeah, yeah, perfect example example, yeah yeah yeah. uh anti-antithesis yeah it's the anti-antithesis uh and uh anyway i i for me that whole movie uh, when I heard that interpretation, I, when I see it, every time I watch it, I kind of keep that in my head. And I see like, that's what I, th- I like about that movie that resonates to me. So when he is talking to his family at the end, am I a good yeah. person? Like, that's what it's about. Like, because yeah. uh, that's, that's a weird, outside of context, that's a weird note to end on a movie. Yeah. They got to have a postscript. Well, but, but, it, but in this one, it's, it's absolutely perfect, you know, to end on that note. My, this is going to get sad, but maybe, I mean, maybe it won't be sad. My friend died in Afghanistan, uh, like a, a while ago. I mean, it was a long time ago now, but like when I found out the news, I was like devastated. Mm. Like he and I grew up together and he was a really fucking good friend of mine. And we like kind of kept it in touch like the first year after high school when we were like going to college, but then he went to basic and then he was just in Afghanistan and then shortly thereafter he died Hmm. and it sucked. And like I, he was someone that I always thought that I would be able to like have a conversation with and be like oh man like remember when or like hey like what kind of music do you listen to now like oh i listen to this like oh cool whatever you know yeah and like when he died it was so crushing but i don't know that anyone that i knew knew that i had that close or like that special of a relationship with him Hmm. but like i wanted to say at his funeral like how much he meant to me but it just didn't feel like it was the right place. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. It was just really a weird thing. And I, that's what that conversation reminds me of. Mm. Like now watching it after I've experienced that. Yeah. Cause I totally get it. Like he can't tell his family, like 
these people did everything for me. Like these people are the greatest people that ever did anything for anyone. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. It's just like that weight is like heavy and shitty. Yeah. I don't know. Um, One of my other all time favorite war films is Kubrick's Paths of Glory. Oh, mm. Paths of Glory. I haven't seen Paths of Glory. You are missing out. I've only friend. seen Full Metal Jacket. Ah, Full Metal Jacket is, uh, first off, it lives, unfortunately, in the shadow of Platoon. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's some a lot of quality things to say about Full Metal Jacket, but um, Paths of Glory has, uh, just to not... I'm I'm giving you some premise kind of things that is not really spoilery. I don't care if you spoil it anyway. Well, the the lead is played by Kirk Douglas and uh, spoiler, all yeah, right. And I think uh, I'll you know a little bit of suspension of disbelief, but if I remember correctly, he is leading like a French command <laughs> in World War One. Oh, the grinder! And uh, he orders uh, his troops to take over this, like to 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 get out of the trenches and try to siege this area. And uh, a few of the troops refuse to do so. It's suicide, you know. It's yeah. just absolutely suicide. And uh, those uh, those individuals are court-martialed, and um, the sentence for oh, disobeying the order is death. Mm. So welcome to the catch twenty two of war. You yeah. do it, or you die. Or you don't do it, and you die. <laughs> and so there's really interesting themes that he was able to capture in that and then it ends it's the best ending of any of his films better than 2001 and so on I don't want to mm. spoil if you haven't seen or heard it but um, well, maybe we'll watch it for BTI recommends maybe maybe That'd be good. A, it's a strong film. I like it's war movies strong. yeah uh, there was a I, I wish I remember the name of the person who's uh, attributed uh, uh, this quote he said that uh, um, you can never make an anti-war movie and the philosophy around that is is that movies are designed to be entertaining and engaging. And so as soon as you put conflict on the screen where you're trying to make a point that this is bad, you're at the same time filming it and using blood and guts and trying to be cinematic. So you're glorifying yeah. it in that in the same breath that yeah. you're trying to condemn it. Um, I think movies like uh, Taxi Driver that you brought yeah. up dodge that bullet. Yeah, because, because they don't place it in that setting. It says it's a it's about war, like you said, or at least the 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 outcome of war. Yeah, uh, without you know being there and and showing grand you know B one bombers coming flying yeah. over this this city. That's what was whatever. fascinating about a bunch of those post Vietnam films. Yeah, is that they take it out of it being a you know war set piece. They put it somewhere, and then they use other things to draw uh, parallels to what actually happened or whatever. Yeah, like Easy yeah. Rider. Yeah, like Easy Rider. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I need to. I don't know. I like. Uh, I like a war movie. I like Taxi Driver so much. Yeah, that movie's great. I like. Yeah. What do you like better, he's Buffalo like, '66 or Taxi, taxi Driver? driver taxi he's driver. looking in the mirror. He's like. You talking to me? I got nipples, Greg. Keep me. <laughs> hey, I'm talking to you, fucker. Hey. Oh, that's a good one. Let me see that. It's just like he's a doing, flinch. He's doing his. He's doing his brain. He's doing yeah. his uh, De Niro. We did here. the same thing at my show last week for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know what my favorite war movie is. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't put Saving Private Ryan like that one hit you right at the, right off the dome when I said it doesn't. But the thing about Saving Private Ryan honestly doesn't hit me in the gut like Taxi Driver does. Uh. It it Saving Private Ryan is like fuck, this is dope. The other one I was gonna say that's the same where it's like fuck, this is dope. Probably not my favorite. Uh, Enemy at the Gates. Yeah. Oh yeah, that movie's yeah. great too. Yeah, see, I think that's the movie. I think a movie like that is falls victim to the you can't glorify, you can't per, you can't condemn it without glorifying. It. Oh, yeah. here's some. But other it looks thing. sweet. Yeah, it does. Here's the other thing about that movie, though. It also, when you went and saw it in theaters, started with a series of trailers. Like for the movie, were a series of trailers for the army. Really? Like yes. they're trying to recruit? <laughs> yes. What year was this? 98, 99? Yes. That's interesting. Whoa. Yeah, I saw it like on VHS or DVD when it came out. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. I, I remember it. crazy. I remember that having one of the most awkward sex scenes in any movie that I've experienced. <laughs> I don't remember. 
You don't remember that? Uh, or like they, there's like a, there's like seven. More awkward I, than I, deliverance. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I just, I just want you to describe the sex There's like 70 dudes <laughs> in a bunker that are all sleeping right next to each other, like literally like shoulder to shoulder. And Rachel Weiss's character <laughs> comes in and on the sly fucks him like, and surrounded by all these dudes. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. And it's supposed to be like super romantic and, and whatnot. And it's like, there is no intimacy here at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah, watching Just it. like war. Just <laughs> like war. No intimacy in war. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, war movies, um, first off, when you say war movies, it almost always seems to default to World War One or World War Two. Yeah. And or like, Vietnam. Or Vietnam. Or Vietnam. It's hard to, like when I, oh, you mentioned, um, Jarhead, Jarhead, oh man, and American Sniper, uh, Zero Dark Thirty in her yeah, locker, yeah, yeah, all those are Afghanistan, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, fuck you, you know, just, let me just sit on my own. <laughs> now, Af- yeah, no, it's fine. Now actually, Afghanistan, <laughs> actually, you know, here's the thing: solar panels were a pretty yeah, good yeah, concept. Yeah, we'll get that, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so um, War of the Planet of the Apes to bring it back home. Um, is a fictional war, so it's not set in any of these settings. But hopefully, it is able to say something about war yeah. that uh, that uh, is sort of pinpointed, that maybe encompasses some of these things that these other movies have captured, or something unique that they ha- can't capture because of, uh, of the dynamics between apes and humans. Yes, so I have several points on this. So one thing is that we know definitively that this movie takes place post- afghan war like we know that it takes place like post 2000 okay not like super distant 2000 where they would be like romance like if they were watching movies in the movie they'd be romanticizing like the iraq war you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. it takes place like right outside of that zone okay so there could be an interesting thing that's done where these are people that have like PTSD on top of PTSD, which would be like the PTSD of like serving in war on top of the fact that they also were like CDC or whatever, um, like helping to like navigate people into like controlled environments, whether that's like um, quarantine or like to whatever the fuck you am saying. Mm-hmm. Another interesting thing is something that I don't remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> so fucking think that. about um, that. I mean, that's but. what Woody Harrelson looks like, man. He looks like a ruler in the like little clip that you see of him. Yeah, but he looks like he looks in in the first trailer of the movie because we haven't I haven't with Bezo and I haven't watched the second one. Mm-hmm. In the first trailer, he looks like he's seen some shit and it's like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, fuck. Uh, um, well, there's an aggressive game of footsie under the table. Uh, sorry. Anyway, um, he looks like he's seen some shit that isn't just like the sh- the normal shit. I mean, the normal yeah, like the normal in quotation shit. shit. Yeah. No, I mean like he looks like he's seen some shit outside of like the normal quotation normal shit of like everyone around you dying and you have to like help quarantine people. He Mm. has like the look in his eyes of like, Oh, like this sucks. But like, I've seen my friends die around me, like completely unexpected. Yeah. You know, like there's a difference between like seeing a friend die because they just walked onto like a landmine versus like seeing someone that, you know, die. That's like, I have like a, terminal illness you know right right or seeing someone die where they're like man that ape just ripped his head off right and that's what i'm hoping for that's exactly what i'm trying to get to is that like he is old enough because we know that this movie takes place in the 2000s i see where you're going with this he's old enough to have lived through both experiences And he can be like, whoa, you know, like it could get like really like psychedelic, like the movies that we see that were in like the 70s and 80s, I guess, that were all about like the Vietnam War. Uh, We could have that like 
really awesome. You want Woody Harrelson to have just a light dusting of uh, of of, uh, of Brando in Apocalypse Now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. He's, just, he's got what's that guy's name? Colonel uh, Kurtz, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Like just a just enough insane. like just a little insane, but enough competency that you know he's leading the army, the charge. You know, but, yeah. Because he's got he's got like a, a a weird bizarre wisdom about him. Yeah, totally. I mean, that was again what I was saying about the last movie about Rise is that like that's not what you got from Gary Oldman. Like he's not the person that's like like okay, we're getting ready for battle. Right. I need to shave my face with a knife. Yeah. You know, he's Hell just yeah, like yeah. Oh, I need to turn on my iPad and look at this picture of the army and then look at these. 30 photos of my family. Bezo love that scene. I don't give a fuck. I'm <laughs> pissed very, about it. Very clever. <laughs> so, oh my God. Okay. Are you going to have a boner when fucking Woody Harrelson is shaving his, his head, head with a knife and then he looks down he's like, oh, they got power here. iPhone. Oh, <laughs> you, think they have, you think they have screen repair? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm curious. I'm excited. I'm even going a day early, earlier than you guys. I had to reschedule. I wait. You're not we seeing got, it with us. No, no, no. You're he seeing got, it twice. No, no, no. Uh, He's seeing not it seeing it with us. It's a beast. But I'm seeing it Thursday night. Wow. What the he, fuck, dude? I got, got booked. I got booked to record someone's like well, stand-up special. Yeah, we uh, okay. kind of got that's contracted fair. to do something, and yeah. then it was like, oh, that's yeah. uh, uh, okay, fine, fair yeah. enough. Okay, yeah, I'll stay tuned for the it's first fine, body tape international comedy tape. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's true. That Starring cool. uh, regular on some of our old shows, JT, JT Kelly. Kelly. Hey, JT Kelly, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got. I ended up. I I told him. Yeah, and then I was like, "Fuck, that's when Planet of the Apes is." And then I'm. I look. I look. I'm like, "Oh man, I bet everything sold out." I look at Thursday, wide open. Really, <laughs> so many seats. Interesting. Well, you need to get that exchange like ASAP, though. That's like off yeah, the mic like, conversation. Like, gonna... no, you need to like get an exchange right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You, you haven't done up? it yet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's wide open still. Yeah. <laughs> Did no, you take it it's twenty not minutes anymore. ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I should so, do. So, the dra- speaking of uh, not to derail too far but the the draft house here in Austin is like the theater to go to and it's gotten to a point where everybody fucking goes to the draft house now so that if you want to see a, a, a tentpole movie on the on the opening weekend you have to get your tickets a week in advance at yeah. least that's no shit like I've I've actually started to like to develop a I'm watching movies on Sunday now yeah. because they don't get around to buying a ticket until like Thursday or Friday and yeah. the only tickets are available and then on you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's what I call to, now to reiterate our yes, intensity. Yes, I've told you Should that I the leave? past when four we, days. As soon as, we, as soon as we sign out, you need to get that ticket ready to go. Okay. So you got you got another. I don't know how many minutes we got left, but well, as soon as that's over, let's let's kick. Let's, let's oh do God! Now you got me nervous. <laughs> Can we sign off? <laughs> no, just go make the call right now. I'll just let you guys talk. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it's, it's your. No, no, no. You have to stay. You have to sit in your dishwasher. Dishwashing detergent. Well, okay. Here's a good thing, <laughs> though. Call is him on air. <laughs> Ethan is gonna go see the movie beforehand, but I will be taking a nap because he can only see it at like ten forty. Uh, so you say so wide I open? It's like midnight showing on a Thursday. Yeah, for mm-hmm. real. But like, they have seven p.m. and eight p.m. open. Except that you have a show that you need to record oh, then. Yeah. Fuck. I'm on. Uh, here's the issue. Okay. This is not things that anyone cares it's a about. Schedule cast I'm uh, yeah. I'm on call next week. And the reason why we can't reschedule to go see it on Thursday is because two weeks ago or a month ago or whatever, I got my on-call shift covered specifically so we could go see planet of the apes on actual opening night, <laughs> not pre opening night, right, opening right, night. Right. Right. Uh, and then the show came up and it kind of fucked everything over and I can't be like, hey, by the way, can you like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's too late. Yeah, so... Anyway. It's where we are. So you Dude, and I are going to go see it, but right. I won't talk to him. Okay, so, so, we'll, so we'll still be still going into it completely blind. It's actually probably better that way because he has already seen the other trailers and you and I haven't seen anything. And I, I and plus I fall, I fall asleep. Yeah, I don't want him like whipping out his cell phone right in the middle right, of the night. Right, yeah. That, that'd be really embarrassing. Yeah, that would be <laughs> really embarrassing. I just fall asleep oh, like I did. Can we have another... Okay, um, Austin. Austin specific corner. Sorry, everyone that doesn't live in Austin that listens to the show. So we're going to also go see, spoiler alert, 
for my show, I guess, uh, Mountain Dude versus Dorito Girl, because I'll be talking about this on yeah. my show on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah get prepped. Uh, but we're going to go see Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man this weekend together, the three of us. Here's the thing. We're going to the newest Alamo Draft House in Austin, which is, I don't know if y'all know this, the Test Kitchen. Yeah, so they have a totally different menu than what they Ooh. have at the regular draft house. I've got a friend who runs the the restaurant bar down there. Oh, oh Steve Jackson! Yeah. Oh, yeah. monkeying around. Yeah, I'll I'll see if we if we can find Ryan there. He'll give us a hookup. Hey, big up Ryan! Yeah. Be so if you uh, let me down with this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're seeing the movie by yourself, yeah, bud. Right. I'm refunding all of the tickets, <laughs> all the one hundred dollars I spent on fucking planet of the apes well you know what here's a rain check do 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 you no. like the burning <laughs> no. well uh to, <laughs> to circle back to the apes uh you know we had a conversation at either the last episode or the episode before oh um, about solar panels <laughs> uh talking about um if they are and we i feel confident they will be i don't see how they can avoid it uh make movies into the future having an actor play the taylor character i think we got sidetracked saying the best character the best person to do that would be alex jones but (laughs) second to that we would i like i was i I had that thought like i want to like daydream on who who that could be and uh i I came up with a three that i think would be pretty strong like they have they bring some clout They bring some uh, different energy, okay, uh, and, then, and and it might work out, you know. Okay, uh, okay, I'll start thinking of mine. <laughs> All right, so uh, number three, yeah, his name came up already. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Ooh, uh, I, I love me some Gyllenhaal. I think we talked about this last time. <laughs> yeah, we number did. two, Zach Braff. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> number three, Natalie Portman. <laughs> my, my number two is is, uh, funny, is is kind of off the beaten path and it might add something very interesting and unique to the dynamics at play yeah. or what they can explore with it. Uh, and what I'm also thinking of is who can say the line, get your, get your filthy paws off me and sell yeah, the line, yeah, you know, in yeah. their own way. The Rock. Num- number two for me actually is Jamie Foxx. Ooh, I like Jamie Foxx. I was thinking Denzel Washington. Denzel, I see. I think Denzel's got a few years on him, a little too many years on him. Now a few, a few too many pounds. Uh, but I think, I think Jamie I Foxx Jamie is Fox. right in the pocket, and I can see him like when he can get like that cold steel kind of dialogue and look at him it's and say good. that, line, dude, I'm sure it would pierce right. I think it would work. Yeah. 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 That's so, a good, that's a good, good call. And, and, uh, my, my first prize who I think is the, the best sort of facsimile <laughs> to, um, Pierce Brosnan. Not bad. Not Daniel, bad. He, Daniel, he, he oh, Craig. Daniel Craig. No, D- Daniel Craig was in a, is in a top 10 discussion. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, it's, it's a little, it's not necessarily a triple A actor, but I think he can do it really well as Aaron Eckhart. Oh yeah, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he's an I think he's an untapped sort of kind of actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got That's that. Sweet. He's got the square jaw. He's got the charisma. I think mm-hmm. he's got the sort of the physique and the maybe the persona Ooh. that a Charlton Heston. Uh, like it's kind of in the yeah. same. What about what his name? Him. Who's the guy from Frank? Oh, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a great uh, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, Ugh. he's great in everything. Yeah, he'd be good. Get yeah. your hands off me. Damn, <laughs> no, he's got a weird face. I, yeah, I like love his that face. Choice. And I don't agree with, didn't he date Taylor Swift? I think everyone I think dated. Taylor Swift dated him. Hey, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Don't you mean so. Taylor Swift dated him? Here's okay. Here, let me. I don't. I don't want to give mine just yet because I'm still thinking about it. But okay. here's what I feel like the obvious answer would be. Ooh. Like the obvious like Hollywood pitch. Yeah, and I think I think my title, my my top three, if I may, is 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 potentially realistic. Yeah, sure. Like, it's, I'm not picking some guy who you know he was played like the second you know the second henchman yeah. in, in the latest Bond movie. I'm talking about like you know stars, anyway. baby. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, okay, so here's my um, uh, here are my two people that I think Hollywood would realistically cast as a like Taylor kind of character. I need to find the name of one of them. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you want to toss out a name? No, 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 no. Wait, I got one of them for sure, and I'm finding the other one. Okay, so one of them would be Chris Pratt, Avi. 
Yeah, yeah he's see, not swarmy uh, enough. No, yeah. he's not. But I could see Hollywood being like, "Yeah, right. this is the guy." See, that's the kind of thing. That sounds like a mistake that yeah. I that that I feel like they would make. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would exactly. Have, that's yeah, what I'm saying. That's Tim Burton too. This is you predicting yeah. the future. I want to uh, our, our, our own. <laughs> no, no, no. Future. That's what I'm saying. I have my real choices okay. that I would like yeah. to make. These are my two that I feel Hollywood would, would be like, like. Yeah, here it is. That, yeah, this that, is obviously yeah. who we should be. Okay. So one, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. I'm with you. Number two, Jason Moma. Ah, Aquaman. Sure. Well, he's playing Aquaman in the new DC universe. Is but yes, he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that he, I, he's one where I would be like, okay, yeah. I'm alright with that. Okay. But uh, he wouldn't be my choice. Okay, so who, who's, who's at the capstone? Ethan, you got yours. Uh, she's she's milking it. We're gonna we're gonna do a commercial break uh. <laughs> and use this as a good uh, tease. Me for mine. Yeah. Who would I like to see? Yeah, like uh, something that you know is personal that you would kind of like um, maybe fight for that other people may not. Uh, Steve Buscemi. That's bold. Like, is that a legit, like... I would love it. I would freak. I would flip. It'd be like the world imploded. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my favorite thing in the world. Larry David. (laughs) Okay, now obviously... That (laughs) would be good. We'd circle it back to potentially... Oh, Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Zach Hill. Tom Tom Middleston is a a good maybe. (laughs) What? No, No, Thomas Middleditch. Camille, not... uh, no, who would I? I would like Steve Buscemi. I'd like a weird one, man. Something off the beaten. That's like like really off the beaten path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be good. And I think like when he was Nookie, he he was manly. He was like manly as Nookie. Yeah. You know, I mean, did you like that show? I never saw it. Really? Boardwalk Empire? I know. It's like a oh, different damn, side. He's really great. Good. And like it shows you like, damn, he's good like he's, in roles like this. Oh, he's been good. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's he always good. good yeah. in all the Jarmouche films. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Yeah, I would really like to see him doing it. Okay. Who else? I don't know who else. He'd probably be my top bill. I mean, okay. it'd be cool if it was a chick. Mm. I think so. Like, I, cause I I'm was saying like that. black or chick. That's what I want. <laughs> okay. You're so diverse. <laughs> Thank you. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that, but because, uh, I mean, in the original, in the original, they take off. There's yeah. four astronauts and one is a girl. So she dies. You could, yes, but you could <laughs> use that premise. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think that's an interesting route to go down if only to maybe capture something different in the dynamics between Ugh. apes and humans that the other films haven't yet, you Ugh. know, tapped into. Yeah, maybe Black China. Whoa, hot take. <laughs> hot take right now, yeah. Ethan. Who, who do you think has the chops and is in the right right direction career path-wise, do you think, to take on that? Like, do you think a, a, is a Jennifer... Uh, no, Lawrence. Jennifer no. Lawrence is a little too so cherubesque, cool. maybe. Yeah, she's so cool though. Yeah, yeah, I love her. She's an angel. She gets a shaved head in it. You know, is Melissa Leo a little too old? You all don't know. Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> Melissa Leo is a fantastic actress. She's a little. She's got a few ages. She's got a few years on him. She might not. Melissa fit McCarthy, for, uh, an astronaut. Um, Al. <laughs> what about uh, I don't know She's gotta have a shaved head though What about that girl Y'all, y'all saw The Wire right nah. Yeah The season two The Wire She's the cop uh, She played in a um, Gone Girl Not Gone Girl But Gone Baby Gone mm. um, I forget her name She's a redhead She's She's really talented I like her a lot Who's the main cop From Law and Order SVU Oh Ice-T Oh, Ice-T would be so good. <laughs> he'd be so good. I don't think that's realistic. Oh, he'd be so good. Get your damn hands off me, you damn dirty apes. <laughs> Let me lay down this track. Let me get, hey, <laughs> hey, I told you once, I told you a thousand times. Get your damn hands off me, all right? I'd love, I'd love Ice-T as fucking Charlton Astro. Oh, my God. Ice-Taylor. It'd be Ice Taylor. <laughs> Ice Taylor. It'd be so good. <laughs> yeah. your, your impression really tickles me. Okay, <laughs> all right. Here, okay, here's my here's my top three that's completely sans women. Even though I said that I wish that like, women uh, would be in okay, it. Okay, okay. Uh, all right, going old. 
Okay. Old to young. I mean, hey, John Glenn was an astronaut at 75 years old or some shit. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. Idris Elba, of course. Ah, I love mm. him. I That's a good pick. love him forever. Yeah. Mm. And he can sell it. Mm. Yeah. He can sell anything. You I really love can. him. He's, He's so Eskimos. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's my popular pick, which I think could be a realistic one. Okay. Um, fuck what's his name a- anselm elgort or whatever the dude that's in baby, baby driver, driver. yeah nah, he's interesting. who's been in fall in our stars and uh the insurgent he's a little series. young for that but he does have a i when after i watch baby driver it's fantastic y'all should see it uh literally he, been sold out every night he has a he reminds me very much of a young jeff bridges Mm, I, I love think, Jeff. I Bridges. think he's got a Jeff Bridges he's career. Great. In front of him. Mm. Well, he's okay, all right. Full disclosure: I watch Fall in the Stars. I cry my eyes out. It's <laughs> fine. I did it in the middle of the day on a day off. <laughs> um, he's awesome. He's yeah. so charismatic, and he can be like a badass, and like he's just really great. And I feel like he would be a good young popular fit for that role. Okay. Now my wild card that I think. For sure, not everyone's going to know who I'm talking about is uh, Riz Ahmed. He was in The Night Of. Yeah. He's hot. Like, I mean, he's not just physically hot. I mean, he's like also hot. Like, like star is burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, and on he's, the rise. yes, he's like an Indian American actor and he's like just great. I mean, he's not American. He's English. He's Indian English, like yeah, UK yeah. English. But Damn. What about Ryan Gosling? No. Well, he, I, I, I could see that as a possibility that I they would, would entertain that. You don't like the goose, but it would be a bad. It would think it would be a, a misstep to to put him in that role, Ugh. unless he like beefs up and does like a, a, a believer kind of thing. You know, like his first film, like he was in, yeah. a, like this Nazi yeah, skinhead yeah. kind of character. And he I haven't was seen that chain. in so long. But he would he would have to abandon kind of a lot of his his Hollywood persona. Yeah. To, to, to sell that I do not want to see him in that movie I would be furious and boycott the movie if he was in it yeah I, I like it, the guys I'd watch it uh, yeah he's personable and he's he's got some chops pissed. he's got some yeah, chops I, like I would him. not go that far yeah. yeah I don't know he said he's been fortunate to work with good directors that's true that's true me too I liked him in, <laughs> I liked him in uh, Goosebumps or Are You Free of the Dark <laughs> really yeah he was in it yeah uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that those would be like in- interesting choices that no one would ever choose mm. personally, uh, except for Anselm or whatever the fuck his name is. Well, I think between, I mean, we've had some off the kilter ideas, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they end up picking something, that, a name that we've thrown out even if casually, because it's kind of a small pool of people. Yeah. It's not. It's not a large... It's not a large amount of people to really pick from. I don't know. I mean, I think that this is the defining movie of where we'll see what they're trying to go through. Yeah. Is it the end? It's not. I don't think it's the end. Like even Woody Harrelson is kind of an interesting pick because you could have put a Bradley Cooper in there. You could have put like somebody. Thank God they did not. You know what I mean? Like you you could put a face in there that's got, that'll look good in in underwear pictures. And they they went out of their way. They put Colin Farrell in. He's got, he's older and he's got more history around him and he's more gritty. And so (laughs) they found an actor who's a little bit off the AAA uh uh, pantheon to to be the the title of this let me take a, a moment though because colin farrell i don't know why you were just slighting him i wasn't i was saying they make it a true detective plan of the apes crossover okay all right i didn't pick up on that but <laughs> i would just like to go on the record that i think that colin farrell is an angel he's yeah. such a sweetheart and he's a great actor yeah he was awesome in the lobster like that movie yeah, was let me, so fucking good. I haven't seen it yet, but let me ask you this. Whoa. Let me ask you this. It's good. Let me ask you this. Does he have his Irish accent in the lobster? Uh, yeah, like, he yeah. does. Yeah. I think every movie where he has, he maintains his Irish accent, it's always better than all the ones where he doesn't. <laughs> no way. True Detective is the best. I Look, I'll, I'll defend season two all day long. I love season two. Uh, um, and he's, but his performance in it isn't nearly as captivating as like in Bruges or maybe yeah, the lobster in or like everything where he, he like just leans into his Irish accent. I think it yeah. works, but I think he, I, I my sense Feels is natural. My sense is that he's self-conscious about it, about faking yeah. an English accent. Like the worst example of it is watching crazy heart yeah. where he does, he tries to do like a Texas draw. I'm a, I'm a Texas country singer kind of thing. 
and it's painful but like he he's like hiding himself from the camera like it's really weird like how he like like even putting yeah, his hands yeah he just over his, does that when he does an American yeah. accent it's, it's kind of weird like even if you look at uh, um, Minority Report he, he you can see him like trying to say the lines and get it out and, and, and like it's weird how he's trying to hide in plain sight yeah. whereas I don't feel that in his uh, it's a weird thing that I've picked up on maybe yeah. I'm projecting no no I don't I don't disagree with you but I mean I think that he's also like one of those people like him and Ewan McGregor like he come he came up with like that class which was like the first wave of like having like big like UK stars in American films and so like a lot of that was like I don't I'm just this is yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure projecting but I feel like it was a lot of like I don't really know how to like play to this audience mm. and like I don't know I think there's also just inherently in big actors whenever they when they do the I'm an English I'm an I'm an American doing an English accent or an Englishman doing an American accent like something about crossing the river uh, and uh, crossing the pond and, and doing an accent there's a there's a tinge of self-consciousness about it mm-hmm. and uh, I well think- Kate Winslet I would say I 100% disagree with you using her as my like checkmate. <laughs> well, I, 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 well, I would say this, uh, anybody you can find who can do it naturally is certainly the exception to the rule. Yeah. Like totally. so much so that, uh, I remember when, uh, Bridget, when Bridget Jones came out, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of press that uh, Renee Zellweger did the English accent so well, mm-hmm. uh, that being a, a famously English character and uh, and an American came and played that character that was like, oh my God, they're going to fuck up the accent like they always do. And everybody was mm-hmm. like, you know what? <laughs> Kudos. <laughs> like doing the accent well, like was a- enough to like warrant Good some headlines. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly how she sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you want me to slide down your chimney hole? <laughs> Governor? Hey, you want some food? Just put a bean on a toast. <laughs> in it. In it, Governor. It's soldier in a tin can. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Do you need me to do a movie accent? I got you. Name an accent, I got it. Oh, okay, I'll hire um, you. you're um, hired. All yeah. right, South American. Good day, Governor. <laughs> I cheerio. Oh, oh I know. Chinese, Chinese. Australian. Oh, good day, Governor. Oh, good day, Governor. Oh, Australian. Good day, Governor. Sounds like Japanese. <laughs> oh, really? That's still the example you're going to go with? Good day, Governor. Oh, you Mexican, have a, a thing to Spanish. say about hats? Hey, good Governor. I like you. Wait, who? I don't Spanish. Like, yeah. Spanish? Yeah. What's that? A good day, governor. Oh, look at that. He went all, <laughs> Ooh, he went all drug lord on <laughs> us. <laughs> See, I can do every action. Oh, uh, yeah. There, it's like a... I like your hat, governor. <laughs> governor. Hey, governor. Well. Swedish? What's good? D governor? You reminded me. Uh, well, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Pollack, who does, uh, he's a comedian, does a lot of uh, uh, impressions. Pollock. He does. Uh, Never heard of him. He talks about figuring, finally unlocking how to do the Jason Statham. Uh, um, <laughs> Ooh, he, he'd be a good tailor. Uh, he's, uh, yeah. he's, he says, Ooh, bright eyes. His, his Jason Statham sounds exactly like this. Oh, I might. That's all it is. <laughs> oh, I might. Oh, I might. <laughs> Oh my! Going to get to con. Oh my! Just tag everything with oh my. Oh my! Oh, what about that one kid as well? Like another good choice would be uh, that one kid from Attack the Block. Yeah, that kid's good. The you kid. Know, yeah. That kid. Brav. 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 Governor. Brav. Brav. Governor. Brav. Governor. Hey, Brav. Governor. Good day, Governor. Good day, bro. All right. All right. Yeah, we should. Well, let's wait, let's, I, I have a couple more questions. Yeah, I don't want to wrap it up just yet, but go ahead. Oh, okay, well, my questions are wrap-up questions, okay, so well, I guess if you got a real thing. No, no, I'm kind of in the wrap-up mode. Okay. Oh, not everyone's on. Well, my, my questions, my follow-ups are wrap-ups as well. So. Okay, so my question is, we've seen all of everything of yes. Plan of the Apes, yes. except for the newest movie. So I do have the ratings written down. I'm not going to look... For my book also, mm. sorry, excuse me. But uh <laughs> but just thinking back on things now, mm. maybe we'll add it in post where actual readings were for everything, but 
just thinking about it now, what are your top three films of the franchise? I got, this is an easy question for me. I got, I'm locked in. Mm. Uh, so if y'all have moments to think, y'all can do so now because I'll go through my okay. top three. Number three uh, for me is going to be the third movie. Um, uh, number two. Where they go back, back to the to 70s. The, to yeah. the 70s, yes. Yeah. Back uh, in time. <laughs> uh, number, th- number three for me is the third movie. Number two for me is the is the latest one, Rise. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. I'm sorry. What was the number two? Oh, number two is Rise. Okay. Yeah, number sorry. two is Rise. Uh-huh. Uh, and number one is, is the original. Damn. Yeah, that's my order. That is my order. All right. Whoa, for real? I, yeah, I, okay. The only, okay, here's the only thing. Maybe it's either going to be Rise or uh, Battle, right? Is it ba- ba- Battles ba- number four? No, wait, number four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they, where they, where they're like slaves and yeah. they fight. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, the the first Caesar movie. Yeah, yeah. It's either that or or the newest one. Yeah. Okay, that's where I'm at right now. For for the second slot. For the second slot, third slot always going to be because that's such a good third place movie. What one? Oh, the third uh, one. Where they go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's so good. It's so cheeky. Yeah, it is cheeky. It's awesome. <laughs> hey, cheeky governor. Cheeky day, governor. <laughs> governor, cheeky day. Hey, governor, cheeky day. You slipped into like Australian for <laughs> 0.5 seconds. Hey, governor, cheeky day. He's going to offer some clip on the bob, eh? Oh, oh boy, that was wild. <laughs> You guys think of the vowels to say you nail an accent. I can't nail nothing. Okay. <laughs> no, think of, think of can like... Can you talk like Kiwi? Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so mine would be three, third place, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Nice. Ooh, I love me some Franco. Yeah. Two, Battle for the Planet of the Apes. You like that? You like that fourth movie? You're, I you're, fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so yeah. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number, number one's one. always yeah. number one. So good. It's untouchable. You know, but it's by a close margin for me. The fourth one. I mean, all of them are by a close margin, but yeah. you know, well, you wouldn't have the rest of the sequels if or the remakes if you didn't have Dawn. True. And I think that movie. That movie's good. Yeah, it is. They're all good, man. What a, what a tri- thank you. I have to say, like, y'all invited me on this uh, on this journey, and I'm glad I signed up. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. we. Oh, I'm glad oh, we went through the whole thing. Yeah. I, it, you know, felt like just yesterday we were talking about starting this, <laughs> and look at now we're here. Uh, actually, wow. actually, we recorded everything back to back in the last 24 yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Released them over the last four months. We just pretended like stuff's going. <laughs> so on. Actually, did start. Yesterday. What do you want to do today? Well, we have one weekend to kill. Let's get all these. Fun. I won nine lotteries. <laughs> well, I have one more question before we wrap this up because originally we had teased at the first episode and a little bit, I think, on the last one that we were going to talk about the timeline. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little. I can't pay attention. I'm a little to anxious to, to to jump balls deep into that because it's so complicated. No, yeah, so it's fast, extremely especially when we talk about all of the media that we've uh, we've you know, yeah. swallowed down. And there's like so, some great websites online that have tackled this. There yeah. are. There's a lot. Here's the thing that I'll say about it before we wrap up, and probably everyone is just going to skip this part. There's there are like three primary arguments about the timeline. One is that the timeline is cyclical. Mm. It comes full circle and repeats itself. Okay. And there are some branches off with like the Marky Mark one and like some of the new ones fit in like a weird in-between zone that's kind of like a a scratch off of it or whatever. Okay. Then there's a theory that the two timelines are perpendicular to each other and that there was an instigating incident which sparked them to be two separate. Two, t- so two, two separate parallel timelines. Right. Okay. Then there's another theory, which is that the timeline started at a specific point and then branched off and made their own separate timeline. And we're not, it could easily, or not easily, but I mean, you could, this franchise that we're watching now could one day go back in time and, and reset the world right, you know, basically right Ooh. before the original movie. So Can they fix now it? that you've seen everything, 
that's the thing that Ethan and I, having seen all of the movies and continuing to see these new ones, that's the thing I think I can speak for both of us. That's the thing that we've always been really excited for is when are they going to get to the point where it's looped yeah. back around or has movie. a loop back around. Yeah. Right. Where are we yeah. at in the timeline? If we follow the loop yeah. construction or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that would be fascinating if they, if they could end the series on that note. I don't yeah. think that it's difficult to do. I don't either. Uh, well, I, do they I, care I think, though? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't that's think the it, real question. The question is, yeah, does Hollywood are they, care? Are they really? Uh, is that really an end game for them, or are they going to have other? Or if there is their real goal to just milk as many of these franchises as they can until? I they, mean, I hope so. Honestly, they're great. I don't. I don't. As long mind. as they continue the quality of what they're doing, uh, I, I'm with you 100. percent Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's been great. We have one more week great. to catch over to the to the war, uh, the War of the Planet of the Apes. I'm so so the next episode we will catch that so if you're listening to this you better have tickets already if you live in yeah. Austin so you can uh, uh, join us on the next episode which will be spoiler heavy it will be yeah. spoiler yes. yes don't play it we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll put in we'll, the warning yeah, yeah and we'll, we'll mention spoilers yeah. right out the bat uh, yeah. right at the gate so that nobody yeah. can get no holding up. back you don't want to hear about Tom yeah. fucking and also, Hanks and his Christ yeah. figure death <laughs> tune out bitch yeah. and also I think I think it'll probably give you Sorry, the weekend to see the movie before we release the episode. Or maybe we'll release it early. Who knows? And let's release it on the normal schedule so yeah, everybody's not you'll, blindsided by yeah, it. Yeah, you have Friday, Thursday, Friday, Friday Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday and, and Monday. Early, well, at 420. Well, if you hold on to the episode, you can listen to it on your way home from the theater. But you right. have four fucking days to go see For the sure. fucking movie. Yep. And if you've been, li- been keeping up with the episodes leading up till now, you chances are you already have your ticket. And that's Hell good yeah. For you. Hell yeah. But in the meantime, we're going to be signing off. Ethan. We'll see you on the other side. Governor. Donna. Bye. Donna. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, plug, just, just speak plug, for plug. me. It's fine. <laughs> uh, if you do want to hear me talk about um, the new Spider-Man movie, and I'll probably recap some of all of our reactions. Um, you can listen to my show on Tuesday, so on tomorrow, Mountain Dude vs. Dorito Girl. Right. Also, oh. we'll be talking about the new Castlevania series on Netflix. Netflix. Castlevania animated series. Yes. Not new video games. Okay. Right on. All some, right. Uh, some, lady, some old lady came into my work the other day. She was talking to two other old ladies that she was with, and she was like, the one of the old ladies was like, your son is just doing such good work. And the other lady was like, I know he's doing some weird thing for Hulu or Netflix. It's called Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> that was how I knew that Netflix was doing Castlevania. I was oh, like, wow. talks about it on my show. All right. Right. Rude. All right. All right, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the, other, on the flip side. Bye. national